Angela Lansbury. Lansbury. Yeah, I'll give you my bed knob and broomstick. <laughs> Who's the mouse now? Yeah, some shit's going down, mister. Who's the mouse now? <laughs> I want that in gold letters. <laughs> we going to do a show, or are we just going to keep going? With uh, the let's do a show. What the hell? Yeah, hey, we're here disgusting whatever. cartoon time. Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, welcome to Driven Radio, kids. This is your weekly automotive diversion. Mark, if you shoot Dr. Pepper out your nose <laughs> on the computer. computer. Yeah, it's going to be a bad day. Oh, jeez. I, I don't even want to clean up oh, that mixture. <laughs> uh, you and you and you. You all fired. fired. Come out. Uh, I'm Brad Hatfield, and you regret it. <laughs> I am here with our co-host and engineer, Mr. Catfish Gross. And I apologize. You can barely contain himself. And the evil genius of craving cars on YouTube, Mr. Corey Pratt. Yay. Yay. It's me. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios. I'd say beautiful Overland Park, but today was cold oh, and miserable and wet and crappy yeah. and yesterday was really nice it was 50 degrees and sunny and we were outside cooking but today yeah, the was... morning was pretty you know we had some it was blue sky and i'm like cool and the next time i come up from my cave from work mm-hmm. it's like uh it's, yeah. it's wednesday just about the time <laughs> the sun went away yesterday there was some kind of gigantic freaking wreck at the intersection you can <laughs> see from my backyard and cops and ambulances and fire trucks and all kinds of crap showed up. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, no. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really went south. Kind of like this show. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And listen on stuff <laughs> itunes soundcloud spotify stitcher amazon music audible pod news iheart radio acast overcast partially sunny sunny and warm everywhere fine podcasts are heard is disney on there somewhere heard. <laughs> hey mickey yay where they're heard this is this is gonna go this is gonna go <laughs> If you like what you're hearing, we apologize. <laughs> you probably don't have any friends. If you like what you're hearing, you've been in your house too long. Too long. Get out. Get you, out while you, you can. You can go out and walk around. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform. If there is something you would like to hear more of or someone you think we should interview, please tell us. You can email us at brett at readthedriven.com. Before we get started, oh, good Lord, before we get started, uh, I need a minute to wish my mom, Diana Hatfield, a very happy 29th birthday for the 47th time. (laughs) (laughs) Way to keep up the tradition. Yes, yes. Uh, My mom is a really 
amazing woman. She's a very tough woman. Oh, yeah. We've talked to you yeah. for more than 10 minutes. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and remember, there were two more siblings 10 years after me, and they were twins. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Uh-huh. Well done, ma'am. Well yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's funny is seeing how strict your parents are with you and then seeing how they are with your 10-year-olds, your 10-year-younger siblings. Uh-huh. And, you know, with me, they wouldn't. They were super strict about everything. My brother and sister got to juggle chainsaws, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the way it was with my kids. Our daughter was and where you, you were trying to be arms. the super-duper great parent. My son, yeah, let him eat dirt. Whatever. <laughs> it builds character. Yeah, yeah you're, you're good. <laughs> anyway, uh, my mom raised all three of us and did a fantastic job. She was a uh, master kindergarten teacher for 30 years. Wow. And she says she still has students contact her and say, the best teacher I've ever had. Oh. And, uh, and they're still using crayons. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Especially <laughs> me. Especially you. <laughs> Especially me. Glue, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> remember what? The, what? chicken. Got, remember the multicolor crayons that would come in those rectangles and they, you know, you'd be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember those? That they haven't made in 40 years? <laughs> Remember the little clicky Bic pens that had, like, the colors all around? You could still got one. Oh, dude, your tops. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, before we get any more sidetracked, I love you, Mom. Happy birthday. Yay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. She Yay. made it to 76. That's pretty freaking remarkable. And she's still in great health and still... Uh, very happy and very energetic, and she's just an amazing human being. Who puts uh, up with her son. Can't yeah. can't imagine how I turned out <laughs> like I did. <laughs> so, what have you done with cars this week? And I'll tell you right off the bat, uh, the weather has sucked all yeah. week long, uh, with the exception of yesterday. And unfortunately, we all work. Or fortunately, we all work. Yeah, it's very fortunate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad so to be I didn't get to get out yesterday when it was warm. Which means I've been fantasy car shopping on eBay, Bring a Trailer, Hemmings, Facebook Marketplace, and every other place that sells cars. <laughs> I've changed my mind more times on what kind of car I want next. I think I've I've fantasized about everything Chevy makes or has made. Uh-huh. And Panteras and Porsches, <laughs> all kinds of other crap. <laughs> There's a couple of Facebook things I follow. Where one uh, had a picture of a Pantera that this guy took at a uh, uh, a gas station, and they had a, a kayak strapped to the top of it. <laughs> no, 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 that was not a Pantera. I saw that picture. I won't embarrass you. Oh, by that was a Bradley. It, yes. That's right. Well, what's a diff? Eh. Well, <laughs> a, a little bit. The difference is our friend <laughs> Luke Channel might own a Pantera. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's right. It was a Bradley GT. Yeah. I, I, I hung out a little bit uh, the other weekend with our friend Pet Watt. Yeah, I saw that on oh, Facebook nice. in the video, and I'm thinking you guys are spending too much time. <laughs> You're getting jelly, are you? <laughs> it's the only yeah, opportunity well, I had to go do something. Corey, and, uh, yeah. that's not even a real car. It is real. I touched it. It's a real small car. Okay, well, you can't really fit in it, but... Well, you, you know, we took fit. it no less no, serious no, no. than if it, it was a life-size car. You can't fit in it, but you might be able to fit it in, in one you. of your pockets. <laughs> you. It was fun. Why? Oh, you're, you're still stuck on that cartoon thing. Huh? Whoa! <laughs> Gosh! But it was fun. We went out to our, our, our friends glove. at the Fuel House out there and did a little photo shoot of his brand new... Porsche 911 RSR 2.1. I'll, I'll say uh, this. Yeah, for, yeah. I forgot the scale, but it was about that big. Yeah, I know you guys can't see it. It's, from about, a, to us. it's about a 112 or a 118 there scale. You go. Yeah. 
and you guys did a really great job on it. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, dude, that came in a box. <laughs> but you did a really great job with the video. Oh, thank you, sir. Absolutely. How about you, buddy? You've done anything? Hey, have you done anything with your motorcycle? Uh, I got insurance for it to, oh, cool. uh, yesterday. Can, so, I, so, can, can, I ask legally. can I ask how much? It's like 20 a month. It's really not much. I'm for, for now. really surprised it's that much. Well, you know, they also have my house and two other vehicles, so they best give me a freaking deal. <laughs> Discount time, I'm Phillips. paying them half my life right now. I was really ready for you to say, it's $46 a year. Ah, uh, Just don't tell your uh, your insurance company you're a stuntman for motorcycles. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, that, that was kind of one of the embarrassing questions. As they go through the list of them, they're like, uh, so do you have your permit? No. no. Not as such. <laughs> Not yet, but I'm going to go learn. That, that, that premium is going up a little bit. No, it'll come it'll They come were going to do it for five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it'll come down after you get your MSF and you get your, yeah. your motorcycle certificate and all that stuff. So I got that, and I, the weekend I was doing a bunch of work in the garage because we're still finishing our, our uh, upstairs bath. And, uh, and while I was doing that, I, I let the bike... Uh, you know, idle, yeah, yeah, rev yeah. it a few times, make sure the flow flu, fluids are moving around and make sure I get to hear it run. You and... check the oil? <laughs> that, that's something we never even did. Did you check the oil? Yeah, the oil so far so good. Okay. I, I do want to change all of the fluids, but... Uh, I would recommend He says uh, oil? No. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> what, what's that? Motorcycles that, have oil? That needs oil. I thought that was only car. I thought they, they were air... What's it called? Air, air cool? Air lubricated? Yeah, no. <laughs> air lubricated. I thought you just spit in them every so often. Oh, yeah. no. oh that night. I, I Not did, how that works. I thought I had a spittoonie on this side. I did, of course, go cruise through Facebook uh, Marketplace a few times, saw that the, uh, there was a car, and I'll, I can say now there was a uh, still timing. It's always my timing. Mm-hmm. 63 Mercury Park Lane uh, Breezeway that sold in Topeka. It was seventy five hundred dollars with sixty three thousand miles on it. It was pitch black. Dude, you've got uh, a really super and that was cool motorcycle. Bone zone over it, but uh, and, and isn't that something that goes between your house and the what garage? What we're gonna do though is we will use your bike to make excuses to go ride places to look at cars. <laughs> yeah, no there you go. That's that's riding time. That's cruising out in the country time. Absolutely. And I, see. You're, Take you're my doing backpack right and way. my camera. And that reminds me of one more thing. Uh, I recommended that HJC helmet to you so hard, and then they sold you one, and they didn't sell you a pin lock, which is the fog shield that goes inside. Well, there's a little kind of drop-down you yeah. know, uh, visor well, no, no, thing. But that's the, that's the shade. Uh-huh. But there's a clear... Plasticky thing. In, plasticky thing huh. that goes inside, inside the uh, visor. Yeah. That didn't come with it. No. And I felt so bad that I recommended that helmet <laughs> so hard and it didn't come with it. I went on HJC's website and I bought oh, you one. Oh, you're so nice. You've, mm-hmm. you've got one coming because I no, have incredible careful. guilt. <laughs> well, late last night, I was you know staying up too late, as I'm apt to do, and was watching this great, uh, I can't even remember the name of this. Uh, it's a Korean um, horror series on Netflix, uh, like Happy Home, I think it is, or The I'm Good Home. Fam- I'm not familiar. The- but uh, very cool. Anyway, uh, this gal rode away on a motorcycle, and, and when she put on her helmet, it said HJC at the top. And hey, like, there hey, you I go. I got one of those. <laughs> Sympatico, baby. <laughs> and, and that was the high point of my day. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rock and roll. All righty. Well, hey, in the news this here week, uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe this. You can own Michael Knight's own kit. From the TV show Night Rider. Yeah, baby. If your pockets are deep enough. 
Johnny Carson's DeLorean sold on eBay, or, or not eBay, on Bring a Trailer this week for a ton. And it's not because it's a real clean DeLorean. It was because it belonged to Johnny Carson. And the hybrid C8 Corvette E-Ray has been spotted testing out in the wild. Uh, we'll talk about what that is going to entail and uh, how they're going to make a hybrid out of that car and all that good stuff. Our special guests this week, uh, return re- return guests, repeat offenders, Dave Kenny and Greg Engold of Haggerty. And they're going to be here to talk about the new price guide that is being published as we speak. Our copies will be in the mail. And the Haggerty Bull List for 2021. All the cars they think that are going to be hot this coming year. Got a lot of news to cover, so let's get to it. From Road and Track, David Hasselhoff is auctioning off his personal kit car <laughs> from Knight Rider. David frickin' Hasselhoff. You had better get yourself a nice perm before you go to pick up this bad boy. <laughs> oh, don't forget the black leather members-only jacket. Hells yeah! Uh, it's, it's a pretty famous car, especially for... Uh, people with beards are color. Uh, the Pontiac Firebird Trans Am <laughs> named Kit. It's for Night Industries 2000 from the hit 80s TV show Night Rider. Uh, it's got to be one of the best known. Hasselhoff has one in his personal uh, collection. It's a copy. Yeah. But it's made to look exactly like uh, that car, along with a handful of Hoff's other personal items, eh, is up for bidding on liveauctioneers.com. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. This customized kit car looks to be fully functioning with a working custom dashboard in front end. I want to know if it has that button you push. And you get the... I think it's got a lot of buttons you can push. I just yeah, I don't know if they do anything. It better have a turbo button. <laughs> Lights up and buzzes. That's about it. The listing doesn't mention anything about the car's weapon systems, which is really sad. Uh, the listing oh. also says the car is currently located in the UK. But I did <clears throat> notice when I looked I hope it's at the website earlier today, they said that it will uh, deliver, I think, in Calabasas, California. So that's L.A. Oh. suburb. Okay. So, if it sells for 25% above its original reserve price, now get this, this is worth the money. Mm-hmm. If you go 25% above the reserve, Hasselhoff will personally deliver it to the new owner. Can I request that Ooh. he doesn't? <laughs> I don't know, man, it'd be awfully fun. Hasselhoff was uh he did the uh music the theme song to a movie called Kung Fury. Yep, I've seen it. It's like a 20 25 minute short. Not proud. Oh, you have got to but watch it is this. Hilarious. Boy, a you guy, piped up in a hurry. Yeah. Dude, it's a, a kung fu martial artist young guy uh, mm. hacks his way back in time uh, to help fight <laughs> Hitler Yeah, with a Tyrannosaurus Rex and an alien, and it's awesome. Is What's this called? Kung, kung Fury. Fury. I'm looking at some. Best, best movie ever. Dude, a good I'm gonna, friend of mine introduced me to that movie. I'm going to hack you back in time. I bet that's really good and, after about the third cocktail. And the, he did oh, a full-out. Yeah, I would highly recommend that you watch it with lubricated eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> and Hasselhoff did a full-out uh, music video. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's horrible. It's so wonderful. Wow. And, and I, uh, oh, anyway, I, I could terrible. go on. Yeah. Hasselhoff could personally deliver, considering the original sale estimate of $150,000 to $300,000, current high bid of $450,000. Wow. That was the last time I checked this afternoon. It may be higher. Oh, my God. Have but, dollar on but here's it. the thing that really got me about this. This, uh, this website that they're auctioning on, uh, what is it, liveauction.com or whatever it said it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has the highest bidder's fee I've ever that seen. That fee is ridiculous. Ever, ever. Most bidder fees for most 
auto auctions is 10 percent bring yeah. a trailer strictly online is only five percent uh-huh. i've okay. seen a couple 12 13 percent if you do it online so what's this one then 21 percent now Jeebus. if you Christ think about that that's near as near enough makes no difference Ninety five thousand dollar vig on a four hundred fifty thousand dollar bid. You're paying them to be able to pay them. Ninety five grand. Jeebus. Ninety five. That's not even taxes. I think for ninety five grand, Hoff ought to show up and clean my house for a few months (laughs) while singing (laughs) my new skirt in German. (laughs) Brett Fury. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's the name of that tune. So 20, 21% bidder's fee, and it ends January 21st. Whoever gets it, good luck. Well, from Road and Track, you know what you could have done? You could have bought Johnny Carson's very low mileage DeLorean. <laughs> Turns out Johnny Carson ended up being a one of the significant celebrity there? investors um, to uh, oh, John, John DeLorean's dream of building this lovely well, car. Carson invested. With DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they were friends. Yeah, so anybody who doesn't know Johnny Carson, then why you listen to the show? But he was a host of The Tonight Show, if you don't know who that is. Um, he was given this car as a company car. Yes. So that's interesting. Um, it wasn't a very good company car. No, though. it was not, because as a fellow Tonight Show host, Jay Leno, uh, what was his first drive went very bad, didn't it? So the battery died. The door wouldn't open. He, he needed to call for help just so someone can get him out of the car. Well, this is 81. He probably oh wasn't God. on a cell phone. I'm guessing he's trying to stick his face out that yeah, little slot I'm thinking call for help window. as in like, help, help. Because remember, look at DeLorean's side windows are about five inches tall. Oh yeah, they don't open You can't climb out of the things. So <laughs> the anyways, only, the, the only the, car that you go uh, well, perform better than, <laughs> yeah. except the bill. You get get the oh, yeah, right. could have crawled out. Oh, God. Oh, 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 oh God. <laughs> That's wrong. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Any you were saying, Corey? So the weird thing is, is besides the fact of the company failing quickly, uh, John DeLorean actually used Carson's name to bring in other celebrity investors like Sammy Davis Jr. and Roy Clark. Not good to get people to invest in this. Uh, yeah, and then Sammy and yeah. Roy sued. Yeah, yeah, they sued them, sued the company a year later. After that. I thought that was kind of funny too. Well, Carson did. He did sell his DeLorean at an auction in '85. Um, then, of course, it bounced around a few museums and private collections and, and ended up with its current owner, uh, 2014. And then uh, given that even that the best DeLoreans is not exactly a no, celebrated not. sports car. Do you you know what they're powered by, right? It's like a Peugeot, Renault, Volvo six-cylinder yeah. with the same crappy five-speed transmission yep. that also backed the Lotus Esprit Turbos. Well, the, oh, wow. the one they yes. tell you not to get on hard and first because it'll destruct. Aside of the DeLorean, though, <laughs> instead of, what, 300, 350 horsepower, it was only, what, 130? Yeah, 130 horsepower. You so, could probably never take. kill the transmission for a couple of reasons. One, there's not enough power. But and you two, could kill someone by running run. over them because yep. it wouldn't go fast enough. Well, no, you could never kill the transmission because a car wouldn't run long enough to let you. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> It was a pretty uh, unique design, and it's still pretty unique today. It is. But, uh, it's but a cool-looking car. But at no surprise, that. though. I mean, uh, uh, this car had only been driven 8,000 miles in its 40 years, so I would say it'd be fairly mint. It was. And, and it, it just sold. And it sold on Bring a Trailer mm-hmm. for $110,000. Jeebus. Here's, here's the thing, though. For the VIG on the Hoffman car, on the on Hasselhoff's car. <laughs> I would have almost paid for this. You almost could have bought Johnny's <laughs> DeLorean. John. Yeah. 
<laughs> if the Hasselhoff is in the good Johnny Carson. It is quite the iconic car in the uh, in the movie yeah, industry, yeah. of course. But other and, than that, and, yeah. and notably, Carson sold it in 85, the same year that Back to the Future came out. Maybe he should have hung on like another 12 Oh, months. if he just, yeah. Another few years, then he could have sold yeah, it to somebody. He could have yeah. actually gotten his money back, well, part of it out of that yeah. chunk. From GM Authority, my employer! Yay! <laughs> the C8 Corvette E-Ray powertrain mule has been spotted testing in the wild. Uh, by powertrain mule, they mean they're testing the hybrid powertrain uh, that is going to take up the frunk. You know, the frunk that can't stay closed and yeah. won't let you out. And yeah. All that good stuff. <laughs> you gotta you get can't it, get out one moment. It won't stay shut the other. <laughs> computer, please let me out. Well, if you're if you computer, if you're stuck in the front, you gotta pray that somebody drives the car down the street so the little fly open. <laughs> get me out of here. Go to about seventy five. That'll do it. That, that's how you do it. Hey, hey, Dave. Would you like to play a game? It's called Escape Room. <laughs> Escape Room. <laughs> Where are the clues? A potential powertrain mule for the upcoming C8 Corvette <laughs> E-Ray Hybrid has been photographed by a sharp-eyed Chevy fan this week. Michael Abbo, A-B-B-O, I assume that's how you pronounce his sure. last name, posted numerous close-up photos of the prototype to a C8 Corvette Facebook fan page. The photos show a camouflage C8 Corvette prototype with a red power shut-off button mounted on the left rear quarter panel, strange-looking two-into-one exhaust tips, and uh, two rear outlets or mounting points with red caps over them. Since we don't know everything about the car, it's tough to say which it is. The prototype mm -hmm. appears similar to the Corvette E-Ray test mule that was photographed in March of last year. That prototype had the same external power shut off as well as the same exhaust setup and rear, outlet, rear outlets. The exhaust and power outlets appear to be used for mounting and te the t emissions testing device. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Okay. As reported uh, previously, the Corvette E-Ray will be comparable with the standard Corvette Stingray, although the hybrid powertrain will provide more performance and improve fuel efficiency. A single electric motor mounted in the front cargo area is expected to give the vehicle an extra 100 horsepower and 100 pound-feet of torque. Damn. Now, hmm. Keep in mind, guys, uh, standard car comes 490, 495 with the mm -hmm. uh, uh, Z51 package, yes. if memory serves. Correct. And I've seen different uh, specs on it. But what I've seen most often is either 2.8 or 2.7, 0 to 60. What happens when you throw another 100 horsepower at the front wheels to try and suck that thing <laughs> off the line? 2.65. Jeez. Leave your well, fingers at the door. Weight, yeah. How much weight is that really adding? It well, is, it is going to add a bit of weight. It, here's my prediction, and this is what we talked about earlier. I'm guessing that inside the first year, a whole lot of those hybrids have had that front electric engine crushed because they came off the line hard enough that they couldn't get stopped before they hit something in front of them. <laughs> well, I hope they give it bigger brakes. Nah, <laughs> not going to be any room. This is so electric. It's going to be faster need a and heavier. <laughs> I really hope they put bigger brakes on you, it. You know, honestly, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they did like a front regenerative braking system. Well, that's very possible. To uh, feed the battery in the front of that. Yeah. Anyway, the E-Ray should have a total system output of roughly 600 horsepower. Mm -hmm. 
since it's going to retain the uh, the normal Stingray 6.2 liter LT2. In addition to the hybrid powertrain, the Corvette E-Ray is also expected to receive the same wide body treatment yeah. as the upcoming Corvette. <laughs> That's the one thing that would make it significantly more attractive. You know, even though I'm not really that big of a uh, Corvette fan, Dude, I really dig these modern ones. Yeah, Where'd you, you get this guy? They from? are so hot. You know, between like the uh, the early 60s, early mid-60s. Today, yeah. I mean, even all the way up until 80. You know, they, they look great. You know, by 80, you're starting to get heavy, fat Mach 1, 71 Mach 1 style yeah. uh, vehicles. But still, they look great. And then uh, I think the, uh, people love the 98. You know, a lot of wedgie. A lot and, of wedgie. But man. You hit, you hit the mid-2000s here, uh, the 2010s and up. Each, gener -like. each generation has something to like about them, but I am very smitten with these new ones. And I've oh, said yeah. for a long time, before I had the Impala, I said I would consider trading in my old Corvette if they ever did a mid-engine. Well, I'm not going to do that, but <laughs> I, I'd trade that Impala. I'd trade that Impala, oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the new cars, and here's one one more cool thing. If you watch Auto Trader and you watch other uh, car websites like that, they're coming down. Yeah. They're coming down in price. They're actually starting to get within grasp, and I'm excited. <laughs> That's one of my most anticipated cars is, well, this year, next year, whatever it is, the Z06. I really can't yes, wait till we start talking about yes. that one. Uh, I'm, you know, great. I'm glad you're doing a hybrid. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know why. I really it's a stepping stone to the better But stuff. still has room, room, room to it. it I mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want a Z06, though. I want 700 horsepower, and I want it to be hair. <laughs> I want it to be hairy and scary. I want yeah. it all, and I want it now. Now, <laughs> our special guests this week are repeat offenders Dave Kenny and Greg Ingold of Haggerty. Uh, always a good time when those guys are around, and man, uh, do they have a, a hell of a job keeping up with all the stuff they keep up with. Dave and Greg will be here to talk about the Haggerty Bull List for 2021 and their newly published Haggerty Price Guide. All this and much more. We apologize. All this and much more is coming up on Driven Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. If you can disprove it, I'll take it back. I promise. <laughs> Our special guests this week are Dave Kenny and Greg Agengold of Haggerty. Uh, they are repeat offenders with us, and we always love having them back. Gentlemen, how you doing this Who evening? Who walked in? Gentlemen? Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought you had Dave and... Uh, real quick, just for the uh, the uninitiated, Dave is a lifelong automobile enthusiast and collector who currently owns collector cars from the 60s, 70s, 80s, no 90s? Still no 90s? No 90s? Uh, no 90s. I skipped right up to 2000. Just right to the uh, 2005 and 2015. Uh, Dave is the owner of USA Appraisal, an automotive valuation firm and an accredited senior appraiser with the American Society of Appraisers. Dave writes for the British magazine Octane and the and Haggerty Insider and is the publisher of the Haggerty Price Guide, which he founded in 2006. He also serves on the board of the Rolls-Royce Foundation and my beloved McPherson College Advisory Board. 
Uh, Greg Ingold <laughs> is the associate editor of the Haggerty Price Guide. He's an avid car enthusiast and found his calling working for Haggerty since 2012. Greg has been a part of the Haggerty Valuation Team since 2014. He is an avid Pontiac enthusiast. Go Pontiac! And drives a 69 Pontiac Grand Prix. God bless you for that. How you doing, guys? Doing great. Doing really good. It's uh, it's good to be in 2021. Let's just put it that way. Oh man. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. not all, not everything that was, you know, everything that was horrible happened in 2020. It's just that a large percentage of it did. That's <laughs> we we certainly had to adjust our standards. <laughs> you know, how, how can we lower the low standards we uh, already had? Uh, right? I mean, seriously, well, we found out, right? Every <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Every day has a new zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you guys have a happy holiday? Did you have a good Christmas? Did you get to do some fun stuff? Any cool car-related gifts? Uh, I bought my wife a new car, um, if that counts. Um, so, I, I, I went through the new car buying experience. Something oh, no. that I you know, have to painfully do a few times, uh, you know, every few years. And, um, that was fun because I, I did it, uh, the online way, you know, the, the way those kids these days do <laughs> the, ones um, that the, hood, the, the hoodies. The, Says the guy the wearing con- the hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm here for the Ford. We bought a, uh, I bought an escape hybrid, but I had the, uh, uh, the online experience that became the, yeah, you got to go to the dealer anyway experience. <laughs> and, uh, uh, big shout out to the people I bought it from. I actually had fun. I mean, you know, I'm I am the only person that anyone will ever see on any podcast everywhere anywhere who said I had fun talking with the F and I manager. You know, the person who's like, <laughs> Oh, well, you know, that car's got a lot of technology in it. I'm sure you want to buy the extended warranty and our fabulous no, it's rust okay. and dust pack. Fourteen people will call me this week about an extended warranty. I'll take care of it then. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Let us spray gravy on the but, bottom of your car so it'll protect it from the weather. <laughs> Thank you. Right, exactly. Precisely. So uh yeah, so I mean that's different, but uh that's certainly not a classic car, but uh uh, it always is fun to uh, remind oneself of the humbling experience of having to go into a car dealership and, you know, walk the uh, gauntlet of uh, the many things <laughs> that can happen. Right. But, sharks. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Walking around in there, it's amazing. I actually, I think I had the advantage on the uh, dealer because he sent me an email. You know, I did the, the online inquiry thing. He sent me an email the day before. And, you know, this was uh, um, New Year's Eve when I uh, called him back at 930 in the morning and absolutely woke him up. And so, um, you know, I'm like, OK, here's what I'm willing to pay. You ready to do this? And he's huh? like, I'm, uh, 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 OK. And I think that's how I bought a car. <laughs> How about you, Greg? You get to do anything fun, or did you get any cool car gifts? Um, yeah, I mean, good holidays, good Christmas. I mean, obviously, everybody's had kind of a stranger Christmas than normal, but uh, managed to get uh, some couple tools uh, for for Christmas. The wife got me a new creeper for the garage. Um, I think it's uh, incentive. Hey, his name his car. name is Daryl. The new creeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and I bit my tongue on that. Hey, Greg, you got any munchies? I'm getting kind of hungry out here. By the way, you're a court low. What, were you thirsty? Man. I don't like that kind of beer, Greg. Sure you like your Christmas declarations. You guys are going to get me coughing. I'm not going to stop. By the way, you're a court low. 
Okay, who had 31 minutes? <laughs> so you got a creeper, uh, and... <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I uh, talked her into getting me uh, a scan tool for the uh, for the car so I don't have to go into the uh, into AutoZone every time I uh, need to read a code. So, nice. Uh, I need one people. of those. Very cool. <laughs> Is it one of those little bitty ones that feeds it to your phone? Uh, no, I... Uh, I asked for one that uh, that does like some uh, diagnostics as well and oh, some cool. uh, um, sensor readouts. So uh, he, he actually he got he got the Russian one that uh, comes with you know it's about this big and works as <laughs> hammer. You too, it's, it's good. Very good. Yeah, yeah, shove into side of car. <laughs> it's good. It's good car. It's good. It's good. Car. Ask Daryl. <laughs> yeah, man, that's your best thing ever. <laughs> I'm gonna leave for a second. You, you guys talk some smart stuff. I'm just an idiot. Uh, wow. <laughs> so glad we could get together and talk about cars. <laughs> I think Mark blew a gasket. He got up and walked off. Oh well. Well, while we, while he's away, uh, what's new in the price guide this quarter? What have you got for us, guys? All kinds of fun stuff. Um, I, you know, I was uh, talking about it earlier, and I said that it's Groundhog Day all over again. Um, this was not the most movement we ever saw in a price guide, that's for sure. Um, a lot of times, the winter guides are 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 that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of between uh, Scottsdale and and uh, uh, the August sales and all that sort of stuff. But you know, the the pandemic changed everything in a lot of ways, but. Really, it moved so much stuff online with, uh, you know, we've talked about it before, the success of Bring a Trailer. Um, You know, they're they're kind of they're kind of one of the drivers now. I mean, yeah. And my dad's responsible for part of that. Really? Yeah. He's turned into a Bring a Trailer junkie. We talk about three or four cars a day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's amazing because uh, you know, like every day, you know, there's a, you know, my name's Dave, and I watch Bring It Trailer. I mean, you know, it's, it's become so addictive at times. But, uh, but you know, I mean, so things have changed, but you know, remarkably, things have changed, but they've stayed the same in many ways. The valuations haven't gone crazy up or crazy down. We're we're seeing a continuing of some trends, um, but uh, you know, we have a few cars that uh, that went crazy up, but. Uh, um, well, Greg, why don't you why don't you lead off? I'm uh, I'm I'm just going to start making more jokes and well, people yeah, well, <laughs> come to see my humor. Well, we we'll leave the the big mover for for last. You know, let uh, let the the guys uh, kind of wonder which one it is. It is Japanese though, um, but uh, you know, a big mover. And uh, you know, thanks to bring a trailer for having some good examples. But the uh, Cosworth Vegas moved uh, up. 26 percent this uh last book that is so yeah i'm odd. I'm, I'm, I'm anybody else here owned a cosworth vega other than me I've i know one. a guy who's got the most mint cosworth vega i think i've ever seen and i always thought he was a weirdo for clinging to the thing and now he looks like a genius yeah. Well, we, we used to call it the Cosworthless Vega because it wasn't a real valuable car. Um, but that was back in the day, guys. I like the cars. Um, they, you know, they, they, they wrote some checks on the outside. They couldn't cash on the inside yeah. because, uh, you know, they weren't exactly fast. They were quick. But, you know, you have to put it in that kind of 70s what's quick. Nothing. Um, so, so uh, you know, they, they, they were fun to drive. I will say that. Um, and most of them still remain, I believe, because so many, they moved into the collector car market right away. Um, I bought mine secondhand and I bought it 
when it was about a year and a half old. Yes, I am that old. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and I paid like 4,400 bucks for it. And the thing cost like 5,400 new, or I think I sold it for 44 and I paid like, you know, 38 for it or something like that. But it seemed sure. like quite a bargain. Um, and it was fun. I mean, I, I got nothing bad to say about it other than, you know, in that era, everything wasn't exactly fast. Um, and good looking car, really, when you think about it, it's uh, the Vega had a it really is. clean design. It so it, it works. Well, and the comment that uh, Greg made earlier today when you guys were online about it have kind of, having kind of that John Player special look with the black with the gold, he wasn't wrong. Uh, it, no. it absolutely no. did. And it is a slick looking little car on the outside, but it was a Vega. Yeah, actually, it's, a, it's actually the U.S. version. It's called the John McEnroe special. So, <laughs> uh, you know, when, when, yeah. you got, when you got mad at it, you just, uh, you know, yell at yeah, the line it, judge. And it, wears pl- it, it, it wears plum smugglers and argues with a line mar- judge. <laughs> you know, my brother had a, a Vega wagon, and that thing was awesome. It was that military green, six inches of foam in the back, and a shag carpet. Yeah, that was a shagging wagon. Shagging wagon, if you date midgets, you know, and it's worth the price of a Cosworth. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wait, wait, okay. Let's, Nobody uh, agreeing with me. What the, the hell's wrong with Greg, you guys? Greg, no. <laughs> Greg, get me out of All here. Right. Uh, get me off this thing. Wow. That's All right. right. This went south in a hurry. <laughs> uh, any other big movers? Who who else had uh, remarkable gains? I mean, SCBs in general. I, but it, this isn't really any new story. We we called out uh, CJ8 Scramblers uh, as a 16% gainer. But uh, CJs in general have been uh, doing pretty well. I mean, who doesn't love a Jeep? And, you know, the... The really, really nice ones are, are bringing decent money, and the really, really bad ones still aren't. But uh, yeah, it's uh, we've we've seen some movement upwards there. But uh, along the same veins, uh, 80s through mid 90s Broncos are still on the upswing. Yeah, now you tell uh, me. Still, <laughs> wow. Yeah, sold mine Anywhere last year, just in the nick of time. Hey, I, yeah, but we do have one for you because there's a car that everyone can buy a uh, 86 to 91 Caddy Seville. Mm, um, yeah. You know, the, the you know it it's the same old thing. You know, when when a million dollar car moves 50 percent, it's a lot of money. When a five thousand dollar car moves fifty percent, it's not a lot of money. You, 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 no, not so much. You can you can still find these things at the ten thousand dollar mark that are pretty nice cars. So I mean that's something we're shouting out for. And what's wrong with uh, you know GM luxury from eighty six through ninety one? Don't answer that question. Um, but the, there's a, a lot to be said for the cars, and and they have very distinctive styling and. You know, it it does hark back to the classic look for um, yeah. you know for the Seville's of that era. So you know that's fun stuff. Uh, you know, I if I live to be about 120, the Lincoln Versailles will probably be on the list as well. <laughs> a, a, a car that I, uh, I I I love the fact that it is a fancy Granada, which in you know is is funny in its own way. But uh, um, anyhow, uh, so we got that. Uh, the Ferrari Testarossa, getting back to real cars, is yeah. one of our big movers at like forty five percent, right, Greg? And that's uh, are you? Yeah, you know, that's a car we're pretty familiar with. We've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, with the, with the test sclerosis, we haven't seen a lot of really, really good examples over the past year or so, but uh, all of a sudden a few just kind of popped up out of nowhere and sold for decent money. Plus, uh, this is one of those cars that uh, we called out in our uh, bull market list, our annual list of cars that uh, our department and, and our analysts uh, suspect are primed for some movement this year. So, um, you know, while we picked the list in the late late summer, early fall, uh, you know, this, this car is already paying off. So, you know, 45% is pretty big on that. Okay. We- my, uh, my favorite Testarossa story, which I haven't dropped anywhere uh, recently uh, or in the last 20 years, I was in an auction in England. It was a, um, a bottom sale in London. And there was a Testarossa that had been probably on fire before they put it out by by putting it in the lake um and and it was rusted from the top to the bottom it was just horrible they you know the original british version of the ridden hard put away wet and ignored car and uh, i'm looking at it and it's you know everything's wrong with it i mean literally everything it has rust bubbles in every single corner and I asked the guy who's a friend of mine who works for the auction company, I'm like, number one, what's this doing here? And number two, what's it going to sell for? And he said, well, he said, I think the car's worth probably around 2,000 quid. And I'm like, wow, 2,000 pounds, that's cheap. And he says, but we're selling it because of the number plate. Now, keep in mind in the UK, you know, these strange combinations of plates that wouldn't mean anything to us where they use a three is a B and all these things. And I can't remember what the number plate was, but it was something, you know, they call a cherished number plate. And the things still sold for like 20,000 pounds, you know, which at the time was like $32,000. And so I went over and I just talked to the owner. He was a British guy who was like in the trade, as they say, a, a car dealer. And uh, I talked to him for a minute. I said, so how'd you value this thing? He said, oh, I've got the uh, I've got the number plate sold for uh, like an additional five quid. And he says, I think I'll just take the car and throw it away. And, uh, you know, and, and he was kidding, obviously, but it probably was a little more than scrap value. And, wow. you know, they certainly changed a lot since then. So, uh, um uh, yeah, we're seeing uh, we're seeing some great appreciation in, in, you know, first we saw the earliest cars and this happens all the time. Bookends. We see the the early cars, which are 85, 86. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember, but this they have the big single mirror. Yeah, on the, the monospecchio. Yeah. Mo- thank you. Uh, I, I actually took a shot for that not too long. Ago. <laughs> um, but the um, um, the early cars and the late cars were the ones that were the, the big movers. And then uh, Corey, stop it. Um, <laughs> That's Mark. That's Mark. <laughs> That's both of them. Um, anyhow. Oh, you uh, uh, so we bookends i'm doing the bookend okay i'm doing the visual here Get, help me out so the later cars and the early cars are the ones that uh, tend to be the ones that are worth the most you know at at the beginning of yeah i know i'm sorry i'll stop i'm i'm partially italian i can't help myself um uh, but anyhow the uh, so the early cars and the late cars were the ones that were would worth you the quit checking with the then guests it, and then it fills in and that's what's happening so all of the testarosas are now going up in value wow it took me a long time to say that back to you <laughs> that's cool now i actually didn't know that about the numbers that that they could sell uh numbers on a plate that well the it was so important in the look look up cherished numbers sometime and you know in uk and there are people who do nothing but sell these number plates and the really funny thing is it's like you know 3en 
175 and that's Ben 175 and you're like what because you know in most states you could just go get Ben 175 yeah. for 10 bucks a year right yeah. not mm-hmm. the same way and keep in mind they only have one authority that issues number plates they don't call them license plates but number plates so we have 51 if you include DC that you have 51 chances to get your own initials or your own initials plus the number five or three or whatever so there's infinite combinations here where there's not as many there now we had a you've got a few examples of things that are coming up and looking good is there anything that really went down that surprised you um surprising uh maserati mexico 4.7 so that was kind of the the big surpriser i mean that was one where we had the book pretty much wrapped and then we came across a sale in london and said whoa wait a second here um you know these might not be quite uh quite where we thought that that they were now um you know they're having more trouble importing them you know you can't get uh uh, anything across the wall, and these are Mexico, so uh, bad joke. Um, anyhow, Maserati Mexico from the 60s. Um, I think it's a really handsome car. I can't yeah. imagine why these things took such a, a, a big hit. Uh, I'm hoping that it's kind of temporary, that they'll come back up. We did have a few sales that kind of knocked the uh, knocked the wind out of the sails on these cars. So, uh, um, you know, if you, if, you, uh, if you like kind of gt cars from the 60s these weren't you know sports cars as i mean they are very much sports cars but for the maserati lineup they're not a a mistrial for example the two passenger car um they're a very very nice gt car that uh has suddenly become a little bit more affordable which is a good thing if you're in the market for buying one so um likable car um and you know they come with the usual um, you know, three different engines, depending on which guy built it that day, I think some sometimes, but uh, 4.9 liter, 4.7 liter. Uh, you, there might have been some that snuck out with a 4.2 liter or something like that. Um, but uh, uh, lovely cars. And I think that's a buying opportunity. Um, and the one that uh, that we focused in on, one of the ones we focused in on was actually also at a sale in London. And it just went really cheap, uh, really, really decent money. Mm-hmm. If you're, I like those cars a lot. I think the Mexico is a very pretty car. I'd love to have lay my hands on one. They've been out of reach for a long time. I'll have to go check and see what you what you say in the new book because I don't know that I can get my hands on it, even if it is cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I you know they're lovely cars. They're they're a lot of fun. So uh, nothing wrong with owning one of those. One of the other. Uh, uh, the other ones that went down only about 10% is the Studebaker Daytonas from the uh, early 60s through 66. And I know they weren't Daytonas the whole time because, you know, they the same body shell, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But in 65 and 66, they uh, became Canadian citizens and were made with Chevrolet engines. Um, but the... Um, um, you know, we're seeing a little decrease on those. Um, not really surprising because of the generational st- uh, you know, style of it. Um, but they're also a good looking, a handsome car. I, I've always, you know, I've always appreciated the looks and they drive really nicely 1960s style. So it's a great yeah. kind of family car, a great starter classic and, you know, now available at 10% off. Uh, that's kind of nice as well. But, uh, you know, when we include the Daytonas and the, uh, the Daytona Lark, uh, you know, in that uh, in that whole uh, uh, lineup, um, you know, the, the, they're the the sexier ones. You can get them with 
four speeds. You can get them with superchargers. You can get them in convertibles. We're mostly talking about the sedans here. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about buying your first collector car, you could do a lot worse. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Parts availability is through the roof. There's some really great stuff. Um, thank you for the people at Studebaker who didn't get their stuff together in enough time to crush everything like American yeah. Motors did, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, so, you know, lots of parts and, and uh, good club and all that sort of stuff. So a great starter classic for someone. All righty. Now I want to play a little, and you'll forgive me for stealing the name from a, uh, a fellow podcast. I want to play a little buy, sell, hold with you guys. Uh, can each of you give us an example uh, that you would buy, one that you would sell, and one that you would hold? Yeah, you first, Greg. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, so my, so my buy, and uh, anybody who knows me uh, knows that it's going to be a Pontiac. But uh, 04 through 06 GTOs right now. Those yes. Were- Yes. Those were really, really hot a couple of years ago. They've kind of cooled down a little bit. You know, they're starting to get a bit more affordable. So I, that's a that's a car that's on my short list of like, I would really like to own one of those because I think that they're fantastic performance for the for the dollar. Oh, and yeah, for sure. yeah I think uh, if you want one, it, now's a better time than, you know, say a couple of years ago. So That'd be my my buy. Well, unfortunately, those have gone down because I got a red over red forty six thousand mile one sitting in my garage. <laughs> oh man! Ooh, I know someone would buy it from you. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Greg, you need another car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll hide it from the missus somewhere. <laughs> it's red. It blends in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you have enough Pontiacs? Um, no, one short. If you know how yeah. many you got, you don't have enough. Um, so I, I I call my cell probably fifties, uh, late fifties, big fin Cadillacs right now. Uh, they're fantastic cars. They they look great. They drive great. But uh, the market for them is just slowing down a little bit. I would say if you have it, you love it. Still hang on to it because you know what's the point selling a car you like. Yeah, but. If this is a car that you've you know been kicking around the idea of selling it, yeah, you you might be better off doing it now than say end of the year. Um, you know who knows if they're gonna go down forever. They probably won't, but uh, you know, I, from the looks of it, now is a better time than later. And uh, for a hold, and uh, also kind of a you know big reveal for our biggest movers, I'd hold on to a Subaru 360. Those things okay. went up. Three hundred and sixty-seven percent this past book. <laughs> That's a, it. Wasn't us sleeping on that one, but if you've got a three hundred and sixty and it's really nice, I'd hang on to it for a while because uh, if uh, you know if indications are right, um, they might stay popular for for a while. You know, who knows if they're going to be the next Fiat Jolly? But uh, I, I don't think that you're going to find yourself no. under if you if you've had one for a while. So, you know, you said you said Subaru 360 and Dave looks like he's chewing his cheeks to keep from laughing. <laughs> That's because Dave has had one and he he has real world experience with them. Where, I can't where see it, you in a 360. 
<laughs> well, that was a problem. I said I owned one. I never said I drove one. So just <laughs> a, big, a big difference. But uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely the clown car uh, look when uh, when I was around it. I, I actually did own one. Um, I used to have a business that was a uh, uh, an automobile repair shop. The worst experience of my life. I kind of inherited it and had it for a couple of years and learned all about personnel problems and personal problems from everybody who worked with me. But um, um, the uh, the shop came with a 360 that, you know, somebody had just left there and, and couldn't get it fixed. So I decided we'd get it fixed. About $1,000 later, we finally got the car running and going. And uh, then about three years later, when the car is still sitting there and I went through the files and we're getting ready to close the business, uh, you know, somebody came over and they said, I've always really liked that 360. And I literally went into the office, found the file and said, you know, (laughs) happy birthday and gave it to him because (laughs) it wasn't worth a lot of money. Um, And, you know, now he's probably listening to the podcast going, ha! (laughs) (laughs) I win! (laughs) I fixed yeah, really. the head gaskets and I scrubbed the vape smell out of it, out of the interior. <laughs> so my buy, my sell, and my hold are all the Subaru three. Say no, just kidding. <laughs> um, um, I would say C four, C four, and C five Corvettes would be my buy. I still think they're strong uh, in terms of. I mean, they're cheap and they're great cars, and people just don't appreciate them. I mean, yeah. if you, you know. If if they didn't have the name Corvette associated with them and, you know, there's baggage with the word Corvette. I love Corvettes. Don't get me wrong. And I own a Corvette. Um, but, you know, a lot of times people think Corvette and they they think this kind of negative image. Oh, yeah. Uh, not not on the new ones. I'm not saying that. But, you know, kind of like the, you know, the the high school image, you know, either it was the rich kid that nobody liked that owned one or it was, you know, the whatever. And so I think they've still got some of that image. And I think these cars are just fantastic. I mean, you can buy a really nice car for under 10,000 bucks. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's still competitively fast. It still has, you know, some good, uh, you know, quality mechanical equipment in it. You know, obviously by the by the nicest one that's been well taken care of. But I think that's a, you know, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go kind of with what Greg said. I would say 50 sedans would be my uh, my list of things to sell. If you're not still in love with it and you have to be in love with it, what, with whatever you own. So I would say that, uh, you know, really good chance that, uh, um, you know, there's not going to be any appreciation and, and a really good chance of some more depreciation. But if you look, I mean, why would anybody buy a car because it's going to go up in value? Uh, buy you know, what I, you I love. Use, yeah, exactly. I just used this example the other day. It's like I drove my newish f-150 off the lot it's a you know platinum and you know i hit the pavement outside of the dealership and it was worth 10 grand less yeah. <laughs> and you know it and it yeah. didn't bother me a bit because that's what i'm expecting and you know we have this this you know oh if you own a collector car it's got to go up in value well that's yeah that's fine if it does it's great when it does but you know they don't all go up in value and you're you want to buy it for the pleasure it gives you yeah. whether it's driving or just ownership or just looking at the car i mean we all know people if it's not myself it's one of us on this panel i'm sure or all of us on this panel we've gone out to the garage We've turned the lights out, we've closed the door, and then we turn around and we turn the lights yep. back on just to look at the yeah. car. Well, and, you know, that, it, so there you are. You're familiar with the mantra, uh, if you drive to the store and you're walking in and you can walk in without looking back over your shoulder at your car, you bought the wrong car. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so. exactly. And, uh, you know, especially since in my F-150, I leave the uh, dog in the back seat and it has those new... Uh, 
childproof sensors that uh, you know make the alarm go off because they think you left your kid in the back. And I can't tell you the number of times I've I've run out of the Safeway, you know, with the shopping cart there or the you know the store because I'm getting the alert on my uh, on my phone or I'm hearing it in the background and I'm the jerk who has the car with the alarm going off. It's like, <laughs> no, I really didn't. You know, it's it's because my dog's like a kid and he moved around. You know, it's like yeah, shut um, so. Uh, Dog's got I'm the sorry. stereo going. Yeah. Jack, Jack is your kid. Let's face it. Yeah, that's true. He Aww. is. So he goes. He goes everywhere with me. So um, he's at home right now. He's like probably looking at his watch and going, "Where is this guy?" Um, <laughs> but anyhow, he doesn't. He doesn't have a watch. He uses the clock on the wall. Sorry. Um, so raising uh, him <laughs> The big pause on the sixth. The little pause. <laughs> exactly. So uh, your your cell is the '50s sedans, and yeah. uh, hold something you want to hold on to. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a big fan of, uh, of the European uh, post-war classics. Uh, you know, I, I guess classics is over over anything European that's interesting in the post-war period that you love. I would say hold on to it. Um, there's some that's, uh, you know, we have one on the bull market list uh, coming up when we talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said for those cars. And, and you know, yeah, they can be a pain in the ass to keep going if you don't stay after them yeah. mechanically. And, yeah, they can be, you know, a little particular and a little kind of ornery and everything else. But, uh, you know, I think that's part of the fun of ownership with, uh, with a lot of those cars. Um, so, uh, you know, even some of the, I'm not talking about uh, Humber Super Snipes, for example, but, uh, you know, if you have something that's kind of fun, maybe a Jag, Jag sedan or something like that, if you can afford to hold on to it, I think it's a good hold. So I'd say most European cars from uh, post-war, still a good car to hold on to uh, just because of the pleasure it can give you. I mean, the smells, the, you know, the driving experience, all that sort of stuff just can't be beat. All right, gentlemen. Now let's get down to the bull list in the room. Uh, let's talk about the choices that you've, that Haggerty has for the bull list, uh, this year so far, uh, Lexus LFA. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and, and was talking about this earlier, not my favorite car. I do not like the styling, but I, you know, mad crazy props for the engineering. Yes. Um, you know, you, you can't ignore that. Um, it wouldn't be my first choice to own, but I sure would like to have one for a extended period of time, Uh, but that's personal. That's, I mean, and that's the way it should be. I mean, I think the face of that car is a little off putting to me. Um, Greg said something in the uh, live cast that you two did earlier today that I think is absolutely accurate as it pertains to the LFA. No, Acuras are a different car. This is a Lexus. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. He's quick tonight. Yeah, we did an Acura last year. What are you talking about? Between you and Mark. Uh, the, uh, The LFA may be the best sounding production car ever. Yes. I think it's I think it's worth every single penny just to have that sound. And of of course, you've never heard my Bentley GT3R, have you, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, with somebody else's money, it's worth every other. You know, yes, yes. Does but, it sound better than a Subaru 360? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I own one, but I never heard it run, so I don't know. What <laughs> hey, you know, we get a Subaru at home it's uh, they're 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 not much to write home about so i <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, okay, before that gets any further off the rails, uh, 2006 to 2010 Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT8. Yeah, uh, collector car from day new. Uh, you know, they were they were built for the, you know, for the the, the ladies and gentlemen who uh, knew they were getting something kind of special. Um, they're always going to remain that. Uh, you can find them with, you know, very very serious miles on them, but also a lot of collectors put them away like you might, you know, another guy might put away a new Shelby or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, weekends only use. So there's a lot of them out there that are going to be available. They're probably going to go down some and then come back up. But I, I think a great long term hold. Uh, returning to the '84 to '91 Ferrari Testarossa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same same thing for the same reasons, um, you know. It, but uh, um, they were, uh, you know, it was a very off-putting look for a lot of people. They didn't like the look of the Testarossa, you know, mm-hmm. the cheese grater sides, and you know all the other stuff. Uh, but they've come into their own, and they're uh, they're Radwood royalty now. So yes. uh, you know why not? Why not? Uh, number four, the two thousand five to two thousand seventeen Aston Martin V eight Vantage. Yeah, I want you to know I did not put this list together. If you are a mechanic or you own a mechanic, um, always, a, always a great choice. Um, they're, you know, they're, they can be a little finicky, but boy, are they good looking. I mean, talk about the, you know, turn around and look at the car. They're yeah. just gorgeous cars. Um, I think they've aged incredibly well. I, I still think that they are well styled today as they were in 2005 i mean agreed hard to yeah and really they the only downside is the horsepower but with a car that looks that good you know who cares right it's an aston (laughs) sounds good uh number five the 1964 to 1970 honda s600 and s800 yeah i mean no arguments from me on that one either i think that's a great little car i mean you know and and further to what we said earlier that was when you know people would say well, well wait a minute a motorcycle company makes cars yeah i mean can you imagine that you know i mean now it's a it's a car company that makes generators right <laughs> uh, so uh, you know and lawnmowers um but uh, you know in the meantime it was a important step in the in the process of honda's development is you know, one of the major car builders in the world. Um, nothing to hate about the car. Not big. They rev like to from here to tomorrow um, it, because they basically are a motorcycle with four wheels on them in a lot of ways. But uh, yeah, great choice, I thought. Uh, number six, the 1980 to 1991 Volkswagen Vanagon Westphalia. You can't argue the styling because it, it still has the box that it came in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely correct. However, the, the most the most gutless entry on the list. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's probably right. But I mean, you know, um, there are advantages to I, you know, like we always say, you can uh, uh, you can live in a car, but you can't drive your home. Well, this in, in this case, you can do both. Um, the Vanigans are cool. I mean, they've got a lot of coolness factor going for them, and. Uh, um, you know, I've had a lot of friends who've had them and they just absolutely love them, uh, you know, and, and people who are not car people who had them. Uh, we have a, my wife and I have a mutual friend who would drive uh, to Mexico and spend winters in Mexico from her house in Santa Fe. And I think that, you know, talk about prying it from her cold, dead hand. She'll have it until the day she dies. Yeah. And, you know, she just loved it. She's already, you know, she's, she's two engines into it. 
and probably <laughs> 300, 380,000 miles or something wow. like that. The last time I saw her, which was like five years ago. So, um, you know, uh, you, when you have those, you tend to love them and tend to have a long-term love affair. Do you think the uh, VW Microbus, the 2022 version, is going to uh, help up those values any to increase the popularity? You know, that's a great question because, uh, you know, when we get to the Ford Bronco, I mean, that's part of the answer why Broncos remain so popular is because and will remain popular because, I mean, you know, my wife found out, you know, the worst introduction secret in the history of mankind was <laughs> Ford introducing the Bronco. And they yes. decided instead of having the press, you know, who likes the press anyway, <laughs> instead of having the press, they just make the uh, the announcement open to everybody. And I, I am not kidding you. My niece sent me the link. I mean, you know, people who are not car people sent me the link. It's like, it's like, uh, hey, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be the one who's supposed to know this before the day before yeah. you do. I'm the source. You know, yeah, right. Exactly. Look at like me. I'm important, too. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the, the complete success on the introduction of the uh, Bronco, just 100 percent. And and so, you know, with with the reintroduction of, uh, you know, a Volkswagen bus, um, you know, should that, when that, all that happens, uh, sure, it's going to, you know, it's going to hark back to the, the model before. The uh, number seven car is the 2005 to 2006 Ford GT. Oh, I think they're, I think they're awesome cars. I, I absolutely love them. I mean, I think that they really hit the styling on the nose for, you know, what the old GT40 looks like, but, uh, you know, obviously a more attainable and a more affordable car but uh, i mean these things haven't been um inexpensive cars for you know as long yeah. as i've been in this business and uh you know collect collectible from out of date but uh it seems like you know three four even five years ago the cars with uh one and two digit odometer readings were the ones getting all the love and the ones being driven weren't but uh, it seems like the ones with a few thousand miles are catching up so fantastic car I'm, I'm really in love with the fact that they're on the list if it already has yeah. miles on it there's no guilt in driving it and that yeah, makes right. it more fun there you go and uh, I don't understand and why they some of these cars were never driven and uh, that was back in the days when you didn't have to be a um, you know a wrestling superstar or a dead mouse to own a, a GT Ford. So uh, um, so you know they 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 made a lot of them you know for a for a true collector car, not a huge number by any stretch of imagination, but they made a lot of them and uh, uh, still a lot of them out there. Collector car from day one, they basically never depreciated past you know, your six month period. And then they started going up in, uh, in value. So, uh, uh, you know, they've gone up and down a little bit and we've seen some movement in the market, but always a solid choice. I found this one interesting. Uh, at number eight, the 2000 to 2006 Audi TT Quattro. Yeah, not, not the car for me, but uh, the people that I know who have them absolutely adore them. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you're, Talking, uh, you know, all-wheel drive with uh, a lot of the sporty golf guts to it. Uh, and they do look good, but uh, it's you know not my uh, not my cup of tea. Uh, has the wrong badge on it. It's not a Pontiac Arrowhead, but uh, Volkswagen Beetle wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, actually, I, I like the TT. I like the styling. You have to get the early ones with the baseball glove interior. I'm yeah. sorry, there is just no better interior from that era. Uh, for the you know for the great looking uh, looking leather, um, and, you know good car and and 
a probably uh, probably a pretty solid investment if you get a low miles one that's been taken care of um and and there are some out there unlike you know you know maybe a wrx we were talking about earlier you know show me that nine-year-old one that's low miles and taken care of and that is a real <laughs> unicorn um, right so yeah uh, number nine, the 1948 to 54 Jaguar XK120. Yeah, I mean, this is the you know this is Grandpa's sports car, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, the choice might have been an MGTD or a XK1 uh, XJ120, um, XK120, but uh, uh, a very solid car. Uh, you know, great heritage. Um, you know, a real interesting driver's car, a complete total analog car. If there ever was one, yeah. um, uh, a great story. My wife drove one from Connecticut when she was in college to Key West. Oh. And, um, about six or seven years ago, she found, uh, she was dating a guy who was, um, uh, in the military and he was stationed in the Navy. He was going to be stationed in Key West. So he went down there, you know, tough. Tough post, Key West, you know. Uh, <laughs> other people were going to Nam, and this guy went to Key West. Um, anyhow, uh, so she drove it down for him with a, a girlfriend of hers, and we found this letter. And I, I should, I hope I can find it again because I'd love to publish it. It's all the things you need to do to keep the car going, and then the last sentence was like a P.S. It said, "By the way, uh, for personal protection, you can unscrew the um, uh, gear shift lever." And use it to whack somebody over the head. <laughs> so, talk nice. about a utility vehicle. If there ever was. You know, you're driving along, you put it in fourth gear, you say to your passenger, "Hey, unscrew that. This guy's giving me the side eye." You know, um, but uh, any uh, true story. I mean, I really, I, I don't know where that letter is now. I'd love to find it because I'd love to, you know, I'd love to publish it somewhere. But uh, um, and you know, um, they did. They made it from Connecticut down to Key West with that car and she had no idea what she was getting into it was the you know stop for gas and put two quarts of oil in at the same time uh, excursion but you know um the great great analog sports car. Uh, i love number 10 on the list the 1969 honda cb750 yeah 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 uh, your turn greg <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, this this one's kind of interesting, uh, you know, specifically the CB750 that uh, they're talking about is the uh, the Sandcast, mm-hmm. which uh, you know, not necessarily a feature that you want for a long term rider, but if you want rare, uh, you know, rare features um, you know, that they did away with uh, pretty uh, quickly for the diecast, uh, you know, that you know, this is one to have. I mean, it's it's almost like having a split window Corvette for the visibility out the back. <laughs> Yeah, um, a motorcycle makes the car list, uh, you know, so there's something a little different. <laughs> hey, last um, time you had a Ducati on there, so, yeah. A uh, Ducati, yeah, <laughs> Ducati. exactly. I, I, had a, I had a friend who was um, of the Southern Persuasion, and uh, I was in college in Kansas City, as Brett knows. Yes. And uh, he was from the South, and uh, a, a mutual buddy had a Honda, and uh, he had a Ducati, and he called it the Ducati, and I can never, <laughs> ever forget that. <laughs> And finally, the car that cannot be killed, the 1993 to 97 Toyota Land Cruiser FZJ80. Yeah, these these things, uh, Land Cruisers in general, I, there's uh, you know they've got a lot going for them. I, you know, remember when the FJ40 was the big thing, and then it's yeah. just 
a natural progression. And, you know, these are solid cars and, you know, guys my age absolutely love them. And I mean, we have one person on the team who is absolutely smitten with these. Um, you know, everybody I know my age wants one. So yeah, these are a really, really good choice. And, uh, you know, like a Toyota, if you find one with under a hundred thousand miles, that's a low mileage one. And, uh, you know, you're going to pay a premium for that one. Yeah, not a bad choice. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, you, know, it, you know, again, back to the SUV thing, they truly are the thing that won't die. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they were built to just last forever and ever and ever, and they certainly have. So, um, you know, the cockroach of the, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> that was exactly what I was going to say. It's the cockroach no, of the 4 uh, by 4 world. Last. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, and and you know, actually, I like the styling. Um, you know, they they're they're kind of uh, you know uh, Land Rover esque wannabe, um, yeah. in a, in a nice way. I mean, you know, in a polite Japanese way, I guess. So, uh, um, you know, <laughs> always a good choice. I mean, you know, you really can't argue almost anything Toyota from that era. You just can't argue it. They're just bullet yeah, bulletproof, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Guys, we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for being on. It's always a pleasure and usually a lot of laughs. Dave, you've been on your game tonight. (laughs) (laughs) In fuego. Thank you. It has absolutely nothing to do with the bottle of wine that's over there finished. uh, (laughs) Empty bottle. We've been speaking with Dave Kenny and Greg Engold of Haggerty. You can find all of the social media links for Dave, Greg, and Haggerty. We're going to send people to see you uh, on www.readthedriven.com. Greg and Dave, as always, thank you for being on. And, uh, hey, I miss you guys. I hope that uh, this year we get to go do some car stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that uh, that, that we can get out and, and do things. And I'm sure it's going to happen. I mean, I'm absolutely positive that's going to be uh, – 2021 is looking up. I mean, I know it's pretty desperate out there right now, but I think that, uh, you know, uh, we got a couple more months to make it through and then things are going to rip rip wide open and we're going to have a lot of car fun. I I absolutely pray that that's the case, man. We need it. We need it bad. Good God, has this been out of hand tonight? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody's in a good, weird mood. (laughs) Uh, And and this is, it's been a weird day and it's been a strange week. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven radio we really do love what we do but we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners uh, you can find us online at drivenradioshow.com readthedriven.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at driven radio show and listen on itunes soundcloud spotify stitcher amazon music audible pod news iheart radio stop shaking your head it's the cast <laughs> and everywhere fine podcasts are heard i am brett hatfield for Corey pratt yes and Mr. Catfish Groves. Yo! Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Yeah.